In terms of boners, you just had the biggest one. I never mention it again because I'm a good son of This is Then You Ruined It, the podcast that will last until one of us makes it weird. Hope you have a short commute. So, uh, I have really crappy teeth. They're just pieces of crap that are slowly falling out of my mouth. You ever have that dream where the teeth fall out of your mouth and it's supposed to represent that you're losing control of your life? Have you had that? I mean, I also figure it comes from a place of having bad teeth, and I've always had amazingly good teeth. I want to punch you in the mouth. I don't, I don't get to humble brag on myself that often. I will brag about my <laughs> teeth. I finally saw a dentist here in Virginia after not seeing a dentist for so many years after moving here. Cause, you know, You've been in Virginia for a decade. Not a decade. It wasn't that long, but it was after a time. And I finally went to a dentist, and she told me, and I quote, You have good Midwestern teeth. And she likened it to all the steak that I ate. And I said, you're not wrong. <laughs> that is the strangest qualifier I've ever heard. What the heck is a Midwestern tooth? It's because you're always eating all the steak and all the beef. And, you, and you, know, you just eat right off the cow out in the fields. And so your teeth are really strong. That's weird. That's what she told me. Okay. My current dentist tells me the same thing. He says, yeah, always good to see you because, you know, I never have to really tell you to work on this and come back in for this. It's, a, it's always, I will let you now have the floor. My teeth are great. I never have nightmares about them. Okay. Well, to all my fellow mortals out there. <laughs> British people. I just I have a I have tooth decay because of a high infection rate. I don't know. It's weird. It's not my fault. I brush very well. In case the ghost of my grandpa is listening, he was a dentist. Oh, okay. That, that thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I don't want to piss off the ghost of my grandpa. I brush well. I still floss. Don't haunt my closet. <laughs> Been haunted for many years by this. Literally, every time I look in the mirror, there's my dead grandpa behind me going get behind the teeth in the back brush your tongue (laughs) yes after he menacingly tells you how to brush your teeth he forgets the oh wait i'm a ghost (laughs) if i were a ghost that's how i would leave every room after every haunting give me your soul (laughs) anyway so I need to go to a periodontist. It got to the point where my regular dentist is like, yeah, uh, we can't help you anymore. Go to a periodontist. I'm like, I've done that. They used lasers to burn my face, and then it wasn't great. And she's like, well, you need a new one. I'm like, okay, because I had since moved. Like, that was in where I used to live, and now I need a periodontist up here in Everett. So I did a bunch of searches, found a place. I, on, I'll be honest. My wife did a bunch of searches on the internet and found a place. I, I did not do this homework. This was my loving wife, who I'm eternally grateful for. She's like, okay, call this place, set up an appointment. They'll take care of you. I'm like, awesome, I'll do that. Called them, set up the appointment. The appointment comes. I go, I fill out the paperwork. I go in the back, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, this just, like, this looks like a really high-scale, weird dentist office. Because most of the periodontists I've been to have been a lot more Spartan. Like, this was, I don't know, a little more upscale, I guess. It's for uptown girls. Living in their white bread world. So it's not the back of somebody's truck. Which is where I normally go to get my face lasered. Just checking. So, and then I'm talking to the lady and she's asking very general questions. And I'm like, like saying like, so I've done this periodontic procedure. I've done this periodontic procedure. And now I'm looking for another place. And, and she's like, well, I mean, we don't, 
we could do this. I'm like, no, I need way more than that. And we, after talking to each other for a good four or five minutes, we're, we're like, I'm in the wrong place. You don't, you're not what I need. You're not a, no, I was in the right place. I was in the place where I set up my appointment, but I set up the appointment at the wrong place. Like this isn't what I needed. This is a general dentist that does some more in-depth care that could be considered periodontical, but they were grossly exaggerating their capabilities on their website. And I was not happy about that. So I just got up and like, okay, well, thank you very much for your time. There's no reason for me to stay here. You can't do what I need. And she's like, yeah, this, you need call these people. They're probably going to be able to do you more. I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. So before I tell the follow-up story, have you ever had this circumstance where you have ended up in the wrong place for what you think, the wrong business establishment? Um, not to that level. I don't think where I'm like ready to have a thing done. And find out, oh, this that's not what you do here. That's... <laughs> my apologies. I took off my pants thinking, this is where I get my physical done. This is a pizzeria. I'm sorry. <laughs> Try the pepperoni. It looks lovely. They have two varieties. <laughs> not that pepperoni. All right. I'm ready for my Brazilian. Sir, this is a Taco Bell. That's what I said. Brazilian. I heard you have it now. The Brazilian chalupa. Sounds like a thing. Sure. And now I'm hungry. Thank <laughs> Nothing you. Nothing but pew hair. <laughs> So I, no, I can't think of any time where I, I, that would terrify me like that. that, Cause I, I feel like I'm in a child being sent out into the world by an adult. And if the adult steers me the wrong way, then I'm going to get to that place and be like, well, I don't, I don't know where to go. Then I can go here and go home. And that's all I know. You're sending me to a new place. Where is it? Where am I? So yeah, no, not, not to that degree. Luckily. I'd be screwed if so. Well, let me tell you a story about the next degree where I was screwed. The first time I went to China to meet my in-laws was a whirlwind adventure in and up to itself. Lots of crazy things happened, some of which I've talked about, some of which I'm saving in my back pocket for those special rainy day podcasts when, you know, really need to go off. But this experience did remind me of this one time. So what happened, my wife needed to get her visa renewed because she was still on a student visa at the time. This was back when we were still in college. So... She had to go from her hometown to the capital of her province where they had a, a consulate that could do that for her. So she and her mom were going to take the train to this other town for a couple days, do all the paperwork, get everything filled out. Then she was going to come back. Meanwhile, I'm stuck at home with my father-in-law. This is a good time. This is the first time I've met this man. We don't really communicate that well. I can tell he doesn't particularly like me. So uh, we went out for the day. We had a good time. We came back. We were making dinner. And the phone rings. And it's my wife. And she's like, I forgot all my papers. Can you guys bring them to us? You're going to have to get on a train, come to this town, and give us the papers. I'm like, okay. Well, crap. So we do that. And... Uh, we drop everything off. We spend the night there. We have dinner. We see them. It's all great. Um, then the next day, we are my. They were able to get good seats on the way back. We took the train there, and it was we. It was uh, sitting room only. In uh, sitter, you don't want sitting room on the overnight trains. You want the sleeper cars. We did not have a sleeper car. We had a sitter car. It's all right. Uh, we made it. Very tired. But we were lucky enough that we got sleeper seats on the train going back. So I was very much excited for this. Problem was, the train, we were we had to leave right then to take a taxi 
to the station. So we do that, we're running, we're driving, we're driving in the taxi, and then out of the side of the car, we see station, the, the word station, and my father-in-law's like, oh, just let us out here, we'll run. Taxi guy's like, uh, okay. So he stops the car, pays him, we run, and we're running into the station. We go and we sit down and we're like, oh, hey, we made it. And then we sat there for an hour and I'm looking around. I don't see any trains. This isn't the station where we came in earlier. He's like, no, no, this is a fancy train station where you get on a bus and they take you to the trains. Okay. I'm sitting there reading a book and finally like, all right, now b- boarding the 332 Steve's wife's hometown, all aboard. And we go and we get in line, and sure enough, we're all lining up in front of a bus, and people are getting on the bus, people are getting on the bus. My father-in-law hands the lady our tickets, and she's like, these are train tickets. He's like, I know. And then we get on the bus that takes us to the train. He's like, no, no, this is a bus station. This bus takes you to Steve's wife's hometown. You are at the wrong station, and your train has already left. So your father-in-law is an idiot. I never said that, Jason. I have never said that, and I never will. You don't need to. I'm telling you. <laughs> he thinks he's smarter than he is. And this, I, I don't know if this is a moment to show off for his son-in-law. Like, ha-ha, look what I can do. Get us on this, bing, bang, boom. We're on our way. There's like, you dumbass, this is a train ticket. We're a bus. My two-year-old just taught me that thanks to Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> train, bus, road, tracks. Easy. Herbie? Was Herbie the bus? I can't remember the bus's Birdie. name. Birdie, yes. there Birdie we go. the bus. <laughs> Silly trains. I can go faster because I'm not on rails. <laughs> look at me go over here. <laughs> well, you'd have one of those books on you. You could have showed your father. No, no, look, look. This is bus. <laughs> we don't want this one. We are we're on train. Stay on train. Look at ticket. Ticket? Ticket is for train. That is a bus. <laughs> Birdie. No, the Thomas. buses take us to the train. <laughs> yes. The birdies take us to the Thomas, Jason. He already thought that through. And who am I to question him? He's the one who's native to this land. This is his environment. I am just some stupid hick kid from a stupid hick town trying to make his way in the world. I mean, no, no. Yeah, on a train. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's, this is absolutely on him. This is his to own. This was his screw up. It was, it's just, that would suck. At that point, did you then, you know, when you first meet somebody like that, and especially if it's in the in-law and it's the first time you're supposed to like converse, you know, you need something to talk about. And eventually it probably becomes about the person that you have in common. So, you know, your wife to be slash, uh, uh, daughter. And that's what you talk about. And you maybe, you know, talk about, Oh, there's, there's this one thing that annoys me. Oh, I know. Isn't that so annoying? Oh, they do it all the time. Oh, it's the worst. And so instead of talking about that, you talk about the screw up that he just had. It's like, wow, you really boned that up. Didn't you? <laughs> in terms of boners you just had the biggest one i never mentioned it again because i'm a good son-in-law i was terrified too like i'm I'm, i don't don't... so we had to call our wives and be like we're still here we went to the wrong station so they had to scramble and we were able to get stander seats on the train that our wives were taking home they had sitter seats we had standers so we had to go and stand in the back of the train and wait till people left the train and steal their seats and this was an overnight plane, train, like a red eye. So, you know, I'm trying to stand and sleep at the same time, which fortunately I'm very good at. I've gotten good at that now that I can't tell trains from buses. <laughs> I've learned how to sleep standing up. This is just a skill you yes. must have when you're transportationally challenged. One of those adaptations you have to make to your body. 
<laughs> when you can't tell the difference between one type of vehicle and another. <laughs> I'm to get on that airplane. That one right there without wings that has many parts on it. <laughs> oh, that takes the baggages. Well, <laughs> I have to sleep here. <laughs> I'm just going to sleep on this people mover and go around the airport. <laughs> Basically, I will be Tom Hanks. I have no country. Oh, yeah, he did make a movie about that, didn't he? Yes, the terminal. He has to live in the terminal for however long it is because his country shuts down and he has nowhere to go. It's all right. Catherine Zeta-Jones is there for him. You you got your father-in-law who may or may not know the difference between trains and buses. You guys will be fine. Yeah, no. Okay, so so, so, so now you have to wrap up. How does the dentist story wrap up? You said you would tell that story. No, no, that that, that was the follow-up story. Uh. There's the, the, I still haven't found a periodontist yet. I'm still <laughs> looking for one. I had one. Like, my regular dentist recommended someone to me. She's like go here and they'll take care of you. And I, I went and they did like the initial checkup and they're like, okay, so this is going to be our plan and it's going to cost this much. I'm like, that seems like a lot. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, y- your insurance doesn't cover it. So of course it costs a lot. And like, wait, my insurance doesn't cover it. I'm with such and such company. I'm like, oh yeah, we stopped taking such and such at the start of the year. And I'm like, this was not a, <laughs> yeah, basically like middle finger, just flipping the, me the, off, F <laughs> off, jump out a window. And I'm like, like it's... I need to find somebody else. And they're like, well, that's fine. <laughs> Which really, they should have said, good luck with that, dum-dum. I would be so terrified that they would do anything at that point that would lead to me having to pay for it, and I would jump out a window. I'd just be like, nope, I can't. you can't talk to me anymore. I can't. You don't take my insurance. Goodbye. <laughs> Out. <laughs> the dentist dentist that I talked to, who I thought was a periodontist, she's like, well, I feel bad because we didn't communicate well. I'll help you find some people who take your insurance and uh, that I recommend. I'm like, awesome, that'd be great. So she gave me a list of four periodontists in the area. So I called the first one and they're like, yeah, we can see you in a week and a half. How's that? I'm like, awesome, perfect. Uh, so why, where are you coming? They're like, well, I was going to this other place and they don't take my insurance. And the lady's like, ooh, that's a good point. What insurance are you with? I'm like, such and such. Like, yeah, we stopped pay- taking such and such at the start of the year. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, well, glad I asked now. She's like, yeah, me too. Okay, well, thank you. And I'm like, okay, I'll call some other people. I called the next one. And they're like, okay, I'd like to set up an appointment. Okay, yeah, we can do this, this, this. And I'm like, all right, did you take such and such insurance? And they're like, nope. <laughs> all right, thank you. Then I called the next one and they're like, are you taking new patients? They're like, yep. Did you take such and such insurance? Nope. <laughs> so the fourth one, I'm like, do you take such and such insurance? That was my first question. And they were like, no. I'm like, well, then screw you. <laughs> And I slammed the phone down. Told you all those middle fingers were warranted. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, that's swinging a miss. I've I've been lucky with that, but yeah, that's I, I I have had moments where that did happen, and like something was about to be done, and I'm just like, okay, let's check your insurance. I said, oh, sorry, we don't take this. It's like when they say, you know, credit card. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't take that one here. It's like, okay, well, lucky for me, I've got two others. Check for the, take these. Take your pick. I'm a. Uh, uh, Steve Martin, I think, in trains, planes, and planes, trains, and automobiles. Just like any of these, just look at these. Just like, except his are in shreds, but you know, yeah. So with credit cards, I'm good. With insurance, you can't do that. You don't have other insurance. So it's when they say, "I'm sorry, we don't take that." It's just like, I, I just like slide it back to her. It's like, no, I think you do. <laughs> it's like you have to because I this this have you have you checked yeah, exactly? But could you start again, please? I I think it'll work. It's like no, no, that's not how this works. You idiot. Yeah, I definitely have had that happen. And it, it terrified me because I'm just like, well, then I don't know what to do. <laughs> I just, I just want to like curl on the ground and like suck my thumb. It's like, well, 
this is me now. <laughs> this is where I live. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get rid of me because I live here now in a heap of failure. Basically, yeah. That that has happened. That is, uh, it's scary, but you know you have to keep your wits about you and remember, I'm an adult. I could do this. <laughs> that one's a bus. That one's a train. I'll be good. Don't take my insurance. <laughs> F you. If this boat doesn't take my insurance, we're screwed. Yes. That's a truck, sir. <laughs> Seriously, Jason, you ruined it. If you want to express your displeasure with him, me, or the show in general, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Digital Strips.